I'm not supposed to be here. I was told I would die before my 28th birthday, yet I am 50 years old. I'm a wife, a mother, a grandmother, and I have an amazing life despite living with two terminal illnesses. It's time for me to share my story before I can't. So here it goes. I'm Kelly Wilson, and this is my life in pieces. Before I begin, I want to be very clear. The content within this episode contains information discussing sexual abuse of a child, domestic violence, and incarceration, which some listeners may find triggering. I also want to state that this is my experience. I don't pretend to know what anyone has or is going through. I'm aware that the events I'm about to discuss can happen to anyone. And I'm also aware that every situation is different. But today I will be sharing my personal experience and my journey. So when I was 12 in 1982, the world seemed pretty simple. There wasn't a whole lot of fear that we had as children in our neighborhood or anything like that. We would go out and play until late at night on the weekends and we walked around downtown uh, in the city that we lived in with really no fear or not worrying that you were ever going to be hurt. That could be because I was 12 and very young, or it could have just been that nothing had ever presented itself like that to me at the time. I was at a local park one day on a sunny afternoon and there was a couple there with a young baby. I loved babies. So I approached them and said how cute the baby was and started talking to them and realized that there was a connection to my hometown and also to my mom's family. So somewhere distantly there was a relation. So that made me feel even more comfortable. At no time did I feel threatened or um, uneasy. So they'd asked me if I babysat and I just became of babysitting age and took the babysitting course and I said yes and they didn't live very far from me so I could walk to their place and it was exciting. I was going to be able to, you know, babysit, which I'd never done before. And um, so we made a plan and they said, you know, you should come down and visit and come anytime. And so I did. I started going there and playing with the baby and babysitting when they would go out and also started babysitting some when the mother went to work and the father didn't. So she would ask me to come down and, you know, help with the baby while she was at work. 
this went on for a period of time I don't know exactly how long but months and the the man paid a lot of attention to me he would always pay me compliments and tell me I was pretty and it became you know a relationship that I just felt that he really cared about me and had my best interest at heart and he would listen to me uh, about things that a 12 year old you know might have to say and I remember a lot of play fighting I remember he would kind of wrestle with me and get really close to my face and now as an adult and going through what I did I realized he was grooming me he was manipulating me and this was the beginning stages of what was to come why I was at a party on New Year's Eve there I still don't really know but I think probably I told my mother I was going to babysit or I I can't remember how it came about but I do know that the mother and the baby weren't there and the the man was having a party and my sister and I both went my older sister and there was people there and loud music and drinking and I wasn't drinking nor was my sister but the adults were drinking and I remember later on in the evening him asking me to go into the bedroom to get something out of the nightstand so I did and he followed behind me and when he did he pushed this tall dresser against the door And then he pushed me down on the bed. I remember wanting to scream and not. And him taking off my pants and forcing himself on me. I remember feeling pain. I think that's what I most remember that night is just pain. When it was all done, he told me that if I stopped babysitting there, that people would start asking questions and there was a possibility that I would be taken from my home and put in foster care. And he made some other threats as well. And I believed him. I can't tell you how much that few moments changed my life. I don't think I can articulate it to where you can really understand how much it changed. I did I, I lost my innocence. I no longer was that child that didn't have the level of fear that now I had. 
I was confused. I was scared. And I continued to go back there and it continued to happen. I think there was guilt right from the beginning for me. You know, I shouldn't have been at the party. Was my skirt too short? I must have done something. And that's the reason he picked me. But that's not the case at all. I did absolutely nothing to deserve that or to ask for that. But at 12 years old, you can't decipher all your feelings and what's going on in your head. It's hard as as an adult to do that when something traumatic happens. And I blamed myself from the beginning. It continued on for years. And I felt that I was in a relationship with this man. I don't know if you're familiar with Stockholm Syndrome, but the definition of it is, it's a psychological response that occurs when hostage or abuse victims bond with their captors or abusers. This connection develops over the course of days, weeks, months, or even years of captivity, captivity or abuse. In my next episode, I will delve further into Stockholm Syndrome and how it relates to me. Mm-hmm.